Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I was wrong. I was so very wrong. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. That was some uh, serious acting right there. Before we get to that, um, this is true, right? There aren't actually more weirdos in Florida. It's just because of the way they report crimes. More of them make the national news. Yeah, they will release details to the press um, like pre- trial pre-conviction like so in most states yeah. you have to be convicted of something before all that information comes out in florida you just get arrested for something and it comes out so it seems like there's way more crazy people in florida so this is one of those stories kind of funny yeah that's not a, that's not exactly right but it's something like that yeah um a highly intoxicated florida woman arrested for stabbing a minivan with a pitchfork apparently she this 56 year old woman really really drunk got really angry at something that was out in the parking lot behind a grocery store stabbing a minivan with a pitchfork when they arrested her. You know, I was picturing some, you know, gal, 23, 24 years old, something like that. If you're 56 and you're still getting minivan stabbing drunk, you got to take a long look at yourself. Oh, yeah. I've, I saw her mug shot. She's, she she oh. should take a long, long look at herself. Ah, boy. Bit of a rough looking uh, lass. Oh, yeah. It wasn't booze that she was intoxicated oh. on based on her uh, skin. Mmm, scabby McToothless. Yeah, exactly. Don't do the drugs, kids. So my uh, my Shakespearean acting uh, turn there at the beginning, I was wrong. I was so very wrong. The New York Times did something fairly courageous, I think. And I have such a, what's it, what's, it's like a frenemy. The New York Times, uh, it, it's improved lately. They do great big budget reporting in Absolutely. a way that you really need. They're also wildly biased. 
The vast majority of their newsroom is way left. Their editorial board is practically Trotskyites. Um, but they do do some very good um, reporting. And I just said doo-doo. Uh, what they did was, <laughs> and I, I just came across this, they asked eight, I think it's eight of their most prominent columnists, what did you get wrong? Incorrect predictions and bad advice. And uh, well, I'll read you the, the intro. Eight times opinion columnists revisit their incorrect p- predictions and bad advice and reflect on why they changed their minds. That's great. It, it is great. And again, it's, it's fairly brave. Um, I'll give you the list. And Jack, if you want any more detail on it, I will flip to that uh, column. But the first one was I was wrong about inflation by Paul Krugman. Mm. And he hems and haws and makes a lot of excuses. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like he was forced into that. I mean, he can't hold on to any credibility and continue to act like inflation wasn't a big deal. Isn't a big yeah, deal. He, he has no credibility in my mind. But anyway, at least he admitted I was wrong about Al Franken by Michelle Goldberg. Mm, so she thinks he got railroaded out of his uh, job. Yeah, I don't recall specifically, and I didn't read that one yet, but I'm sure she said he he needed to be uh, removed immediately. Yeah, he, was, he should have been either kept or removed by his own voters. And yeah, if they were bothered clearly. enough by that whole pretending to put his hands on the boobs of the sleeping girl uh, that he shouldn't be a senator, then fine, let them decide. But the yeah, that's yeah. the death penalty for being a senator? Come on. I was wrong about capitalism by David Brooks. Who's their token moderate conservative columnist? I assume he was pro-capitalism. Is he now not pro-capitalism? Haven't read that one. I'll dig into it if you want. Uh, I was wrong about the power of protest by Zainep Tufeki. Oh, I have no idea what that is about. Uh, It was probably a pro-BLM person who expected to change the world, I'm guessing. I was wrong about Trump voters by Brett Stevens. Now, that one I read, and it is remarkable. He says... I indulged in the worst sort of cliches about Trump voters and dismissed them as idiots, and I was completely wrong. Really? When did yeah. he write that? The original stuff? No, the the most recent. I was wrong. It's part of this piece that the New York Times just published. Okay, so it's a recently. I'll be done. Let me finish the list, and I'll I can jump into a specific if you want. But I was wrong about Chinese censorship by Thomas Friedman. Yeah, he um, he's I read been wrong. He's been way wrong about China for a long time. Yeah, man, I used to see him on Charlie Rose freaking once a week in the like early 2000s or whatever. Just couldn't stop talking about how their system is so great. You know, uh, basically stating out loud their system is better than ours. Yep. Yep. That's when he was uh, he and I became estranged. I was wrong about Facebook by Farhad Manju. And I was wrong about Mitt Romney by Gail Collins. I'll bet and I haven't read hers yet, but. Uh, and I plan to read all of these eventually, but um, I'll bet she was part of the crowd on the left that was saying Mitt Romney is a Nazi. He's an arch conservative. He'll take away all your rights, blah, 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 blah. And that sort of character assassination of mainstream Republicans, um, as Brett Stevens kind of gets into tangentially, uh, helped usher in Trump. Absolutely. If you're going to call George W. Bush and Mitt Romney Hitler... Your your Hitler blasts are not going to go very far when you use them on Trump. 
Yeah, yeah. So you got Krugman on inflation, you got the Al Franken thing, you got David Brooks on capitalism, uh, Trump voters, uh, Chinese censorship, uh, Mitt Romney. Any of those you want to hear more of? Or I'm pretty into, I, I just, I don't know, do I want to go down the Trump road? I'm kind of interested in Brett Stevens mm. saying that. but Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I, I share your feeling about the Trump road. Um, okay, can you give me a little of that? Yeah, sure. Um, da, 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 da. The worst line I ever wrote as a pundit, yeah, I know, it's a crowded field, was the first line I ever wrote about the man who would become the 45th president. Quote, if by now you don't find Donald Trump appalling, you're appalling. Mm. Says it's the worst line he ever wrote as a pundit. Yeah, that's way wrong and way out of bounds. Yeah. This opening salvo from August 2015 was the first in what would become dozens of columns denouncing Trump as a unique threat to American life, democratic ideals, and the world itself. I regret almost nothing of what I said about this man and his close minions, but the broad swipe at his voters caricatured, the, caricatured them and blinkered me. Yeah, no, it all, uh, yeah, he's probably about to state this in a much uh, more eloquent way as he writes for the New York Times, but there, there's a whole bunch of people that felt like the system was rigged they were getting uh, lied to on a regular basis, and they thought Screw condescended it. to, insulted, judged. Screw it! Let let's let's try somebody who's sticking their thumb in everybody's eye to call them yeah. appalling. No, you're appalling, right? To uh, and and add that to the policy stuff. And Trump famously delivered on so much that he promised on the campaign trail for all of his flaws and faults. Uh, I'll give you a little more, Brett Stevens. It also probably did more than. More to help than hinder Trump's candidacy. Telling voters they are moral ignoramuses is a bad way of getting them to change their minds. Huh. What, what were they seeing that I wasn't? That ought to have been the first question I asked myself. When I looked at Trump, I saw a bigoted blowhard making one ignorant argument after another. What Trump supporters saw was a candidate whose entire being was a proudly raised middle finger at the self-satisfied elite that had produced a failing status quo. I was blind to this. Though I spent the years of Barack Obama's presidency denouncing his policies, my objections were more abstract than personal. I belonged to a social class that my pet friend Peggy Noonan called the protected. My family lived in a safe and pleasant neighborhood. Our kids went to an excellent public school. I was well paid, fully insured, insulated against life's harsh edges. Trump's appeal, according to Noonan, was largely to people she called the unprotected. Their neighborhoods weren't so safe and pleasant. Their schools weren't so excellent. Their livelihoods weren't so secure. Their experience of America was often one of cultural and economic decline, sometimes felt in the most personal of ways. And then he goes into the whole, uh, the insults. Especially, of, that, that one fits in so well with the whole illegal immigration thing. If you don't oh, live yes. somewhere where immigration has changed your town, in a, I mean, just completely i have western kansas was that way when i was there that immigration just changed towns into completely different towns and any normal human being would react poorly to that because you live in that town you like that town you like the way it was and when it changes culturally completely you're not gonna like that nobody is and if you live in a gated community in the dc area or wherever where nothing has changed and never will you don't understand that Mm mm-hmm yep that's a great point So just a little more from Stevens. It was an experience compounded by the insult of being treated as losers and racists, clinging in Obama's notorious 2008 phrase to, quote, guns or religion or antipathy toward people who aren't like them. No wonder they're angry. And he still doesn't like Trump in the least bit, but he finally figured out 
Yeah, the elitist, insulting, condescending fraud that's been sold to working-class America for decades now. They'd had enough. Yeah, that could practically have been written by Jon Stewart after he talked about it when he realized all of his friends from back in the day voted for Trump. Yeah, you know, and uh, I said during the campaign, I still believe, Trump was not a great guy to carry that football because he's too dangerous and irresponsible, and I still believe that. On the other hand, I totally get it. I absolutely understand his support. Sure. Uh, let's see, the Al Franken thing. I think you're probably right about that. You know, I'm going to check. Let's let's go at, at the other side of the aisle. Let me click on that. Um, I was wrong about Mitt Romney. Cool. And his dog by Gail Collins. Oh, that's right. He put the whole he had his dog on the roof on family vacation or whatever. God, presidential yeah. elections are or were stupid. When Romney was running for president, she writes, I tried to see how many times I could find a way to mention that the candidate once drove to Canada with a dog strapped to the roof of his car. The result was sort of epic. People wound up counting, and I used the story more than 80 times, which was kind of a lot. <laughs> you think? Um, That's let's funny. See. In, in my defense, I was supposed to be writing diverting columns about the 2012 race, Romney versus then-incumbent Barack Obama. Romney had gotten national attention as the Massachusetts moderate who pushed through a breakthrough state public health care plan that became a prelude to Obamacare, but he suddenly lost interest in that kind of thing and began referring to himself as a severely conservative Republican governor. Uh, da, da, da. Um... God, that's 10 years ago yeah yeah um wow so her mistake that she's uh it's not the nazi thing at all it's um just hammering romney over and over again about the dog who let the dogs out well that is ridiculous well it's ridiculous but Compared to Thomas Friedman being cozy with the Chinese communists, it's not much of a confession. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I admire them doing it. Well, I guess that's it. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.